Welcome to the Beverly Hills Plastic Surgery Podcast. I'm Dr. Jay Calvert, and I am here today with Dr. Millicent Ravello to talk to you about otoplasty. Dr. Ravello, how are you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm I'm doing great. In fact, we are hot off of an otoplasty. We just did an otoplasty. So now we need to talk about what is this operation? What is an otoplasty? Well, basically, it's pinning the ears back or changing the shape of the ears. It's anything that has to do with a plasty as a way of changing something. So changing the shape of the ears. Right. So I think the colloquial term for it or what other people call it is ear pinning, which is basically more or less what it is. You're pinning the ears back. And typically we see it usually um, in younger kids. You usually. Know, usually it's, it's children that have this surgery, but there are certainly a fair number of adults that miss the opportunity in childhood or for whatever reason decide it's bothering them enough now that they want to go on and have ear surgery as well. Yeah. I mean, I remember when I was uh, at a uh, Pittsburgh Penguins game with my my brother and I looked across the arena and I could see one of my friends with his girlfriend and her ears were sticking through her hair. <laughs> said, across the arena. And I just asked him at some point, like uh, uh, the next day, I was like, you know, did she ever talk about like doing her ears? And she, he was like, you had no idea. Like she wants to do it yesterday. I was like, get her on the menu. Let's do it. Because yeah. when they're sticking through your hair, and you can see it, you can from see that it from far away. I was I was yeah. no less than five sections away. Wow! Yeah. So I I remember that very well. And yeah. she did get a rotoplasty. Oh, good. And I did it for her. It was great. Yeah. And usually it can be done. You know, we talked about doing it in children. There is a certain age. You know, when you would start considering it, and usually it's you know in the six, five, six, seven year old range. The ear has typically completed growth at about five, six years. Believe it or not, your ears don't grow a whole lot more after that. Um, and you kind of want to get it ideally in the kids before they really hit prime elementary school years where they are just ripe for teasing and, you know. That is for sure. Kids can be so cruel, right? Yes, a thousand percent. <laughs> and that's why you want to do it then. But, yeah. you know, I wind up doing a lot of adult otoplasties yeah. too. I, the one Absolutely. we just did was, you know. Uh, definitely over over six. <laughs> so, yeah, she, no, yeah, we are not operating on six year olds, generally no, speaking. <laughs> no, we don't. We don't do a whole lot of pediatric surgery at this point in our careers. Um, but I will tell you that the uh, the otoplasty is a very unique operation mm -hmm. and can be can be done a lot of different ways. You know, there's the straight uh, setback where you literally take the bowl of the ear and pin it to the side of the head. Right, the middle, that middle part has the kind of the cave the concavity yep. and yeah. that that's called a furnace setback mm -hmm. i'll tell you a funny story about that yeah when i was at uc irvine my first job dave furnace was on faculty the the man who invented the furnace setback okay and one of the residents who will remain nameless was giving a talk about otoplasty oh no and gave a whole talk <laughs> oh no about otoplasty and, and, gave never, every once. Other and never once <laughs> mentioned the furnace setback and when the talk was over, I raised my hand and said, Dr. Calvert, you have a question? I said, I think, I don't have a question, it's more of an observation. I think it's amazing that you can give a talk about otoplasty as a brand new resident, and I'm a brand new faculty member, and sit here and give this to this faculty in front of Dave Furnace and never mention the Furnace setback. And everybody just was like, are you kidding me? Like, how can you not talk about it? It was so great. Oh, that is So like classic residency gold right there i mean i just saw that coming <laughs> it was like amazing like how could you not 
How could you not do it? It's like, who do you know who your faculty is? You took no. the residency here. He had no, no clue. He, he didn't. He knew no clue. Yeah. And, you know, Bruce Ackauer, rest his soul, just went crazy on this guy. And it was like the first couple months of residency. He just went insane. And with good reason. You got to know your audience, people. <laughs> you definitely do. You cannot do Got to read the room there. So the furnace setback <laughs> is an operation near and dear to my heart. But then, of course, there's... Uh, other things like the mustarde sutures, mm-hmm. which we use to fold the right. top part of the ear. That's right. what we did today. That's a fairly common one. We did that a lot at Children's. Yeah, to kind you of use tuck that top and, part of the ear back. Yeah, that's when you really don't have a good fold yeah. at the top of the ear. And then we do other things like take out cartilage from the from the ball from the conchal mm-hmm. ball, and that can bring the ear in closer. Um, there's also something called a stenstrom otoplasty. Mm-hmm. Do you know about this? Did you, did you oh, like I that? I remember learning about it years ago. Yeah. It's I don't recall too much of it anymore. You just abrade the, the Oh, cartilage, yeah, yeah. That's right? right. That's right. And then it bends on itself. Yeah, like no, it, it, doesn't work. it does its own little warping after you mess it up. Yeah. No, it doesn't work. Maybe that's why I don't know it because no one actually does so that the, anymore. But the keys are to make a really nice looking, like try to be as symmetric as possible set of ears. I mean, that's yeah. the goal. That's always the goal. And the thing with the autoplasties is that they can be extremely satisfying. You know, they will take an hour, hour and a half to do in and out the same day. You know, you'll have a funny little head wrap on for a little while. But then by about a week, you know, you're out and about and no one can really tell you've had too much done. And the results last. um, But sometimes you do have to go in and do a revision here or there. Sometimes they can... You know, the the worst case scenario is that they're not symmetric, that one ear sticks out a little bit more than the other, or they are too pinned back or not pinned back enough. So there are some, you know, revisions sometimes that have to be done. But overall, I would say patients are pretty happy. Yeah, they they like it even when it is overdone. And that's called telephone ear because it looks like you've compressed (laughs) the telephone, you know, and it's it's just uh, stuck to your head. And and I've revised a bunch of those. They're not easy to revise. No, not not when they're... It's easier to put it back farther if it hasn't been tucked enough. But when it's been tucked too much, that's a harder problem. Yeah, you don't want to look like a cheetah. That's the, you know, like you're really fast and moving. But the... um, the goal of otoplasty in my book is is really to understand well first you got to understand the problems that are causing the ear to not right. be attractive and then try to make the most normal looking attractive ear that you can that balances the other side absolutely i think i i did one of these on the tyra banks show one time oh really and, uh, <laughs> and it was like a really hard otoplasty it's probably on youtube and uh and they wanted to show the result like three days later <laughs> And it does look pretty good, but it was, it was still pretty swollen. Not best, no, yeah. not at all. I was like, okay, but you know, it's going to kind of still be swollen. They're like, well, but will there be a change? I was like, oh, well, yeah. 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 I mean, and when it's you have you know, satellite dishes and you turn them into ears, it's much better. I mean, the yeah. people do not like that look when they're just really flop and sticking out like that. But then there are other problems. People come in for otoplasty, they have uh, like weird shaped pointed mm-hmm. ears, stall ears. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or so, the cup deformity where it kind of doesn't have any folds in it at all yeah that that's yeah, very that's difficult. a hard one very difficult yeah. um i have not done a microtia repair in a very long time that's where you're just missing the ear right that subject for another that podcast a whole that's another a whole, whole other ball <laughs> yeah i mean uh burt brent was always sort of my hero in that he, oh, yeah. he would make them out of rib grafts and yeah, they look amazing and then uh here it's john reinish does the mm-hmm. uh the med pour i don't know I wasn't crazy about the med pores, um, but you know, people who like them like them because they look so good. 
they look really good. You know, that's sort of when going through our residency, that's what we saw, mainly all we saw. So we got pretty used to them. I mean, he does a great job, Dr. Ryan. Yeah, they Dr. look great. Lewin, they do a really good job with the med pores. They do, they do pus out, though, and come out. I mean, that's mm-hmm. the one downside. They can get infected. Yeah, they can. Um, whereas your own rib cartilage, it's very unlikely. Right. Yeah. But it still could happen. <laughs> well, uh, so basically for otoplasty, I think the things to remember is that if you have ear deformities, to make the diagnosis, understand what the problem is, and then make a surgical plan to treat it, and plan on having a very clear path to success so that uh, you can get some great-looking ears. That's about it. All right. Well, this is the Beverly Hills Plastic Surgery Podcast coming to you from the 90210. The Beverly Hills Plastic Surgery Podcast is brought to you by Rock Spa. This is Medispa, located both in Beverly Hills and Newport Beach, providing services such as Botox, fillers, lasers, and all therapy, as well as hydrofacials and all the aesthetic products you could possibly need. It's run by the medical director, me, Dr. Jay Calvert. Rock Spa Beverly Hills is located at 120 South Spalding Drive in Suite 340, Beverly Hills, 90212. The phone number there is 310-777-0496. And Rock Spa Newport Beach is located at 1617 West Cliff Drive. Newport Beach, California, 92660. The phone number there is 949-640-1111. You can go to their respective websites, rockspanewportbeach.com or rockspabeverlyhills.com. Rockspa was created to help my patients maintain their aesthetic beauty in between whatever operations they have throughout their lives. It's something that allows patients to come in, get their facials, skin treatments, take care of all the Botox fillers and lasers that they need to keep up their beauty. And if they've invested in any of the aesthetic operations I perform, it's the way to maintain those operations. If you mention this podcast, you will get the member's pricing for your hydrofacial. The Beverly Hills Plastic Surgery Podcast is the way that Dr. Ravello and I talk about the issues that are important to us in plastic surgery. But there's nothing better than getting to take care of our patients and do plastic surgery. Our practices are located in Beverly Hills, and I also have a satellite office in Newport Beach. You can learn about my practice at drcalvert.com, and you can reach my office by calling 310-777-8800, and that will get you an appointment either in Beverly Hills or at the Newport Beach office. My practice is located in Beverly Hills. Our office phone number is 310-954-1355. You can also contact us directly through the website, which is rovelloplasticsurgery.com. We look forward to seeing you in the office for some aesthetic tune-ups.